0: Hello and welcome to South Asia Chat, a podcast brought to you by the Institute of South Asian Studies at the National University of Singapore. I'm your host, Kunthavi, a research analyst at the Institute. Pakistan has seen various tumultuous changes take place within 2022 itself. This year started out with Prime Minister Imran Khan being voted out through a successful vote of no confidence, with the ongoing economic crisis being the reason. Now, with domestic upheavals happening over a short period of time, it is likely to affect changes in Pakistan's foreign policy, aims, and ambitions. To further analyze what Pakistan's standing is and its future trajectory, I am delighted to be joined by Professor Tukir Hussain. Professor Hussain is a former Pakistan diplomat and a visiting senior research fellow at the Institute of South Asian Studies. Welcome to South Asian chat, Prof. Hussain. Thank you. Let's just get into it. I think it is vital we start off this discussion with what has taken over within IR, uh, international relations, academic circles, uh, which is any state's relationship with China. Um, Pakistan is no stranger to this phenomenon as well. uh, And there have been plenty of growing discussions about Pakistan-China's relationship. Bilawal has also commented that its relations with China is a cornerstone of Pakistan's foreign policy. Factoring that Pakistan is now facing an economic crisis, how is its relationship with China shaping up to be?
1: Thank you. Uh, but both China and Pakistan are each other's vital allies. Now, of course, it makes sense for China to, be, to remain concerned about Pakistan's political stability and its economic viability. And it keeps an eye on how Pakistan is doing, because it wants its allies to be strong, uh, because otherwise they become a liability. Uh, So Pakistan has done reasonably well as an ally of China. It's host to CPEC, which is a flagship project for uh, BRI. Uh, It has been doing well, but as you mentioned, Pakistan has been passing through crisis, which is resulting in a very serious uh, economic situation right now. Now, China does not want to jump in with help because it will create a kind of a dependency syndrome in Pakistan. And that's not good, to have an ally who depends on you because an ally which becomes dependent then starts sort of not taking action itself and its situation gets from bad to uh, worse. At the same time, China cannot just remain a bystander uh, and not do anything because if it doesn't do anything, uh, an economy suffers uh, more, CPEC will suffer and that China cannot afford because it will not only be a question of economic setback, but also a geopolitical setback in the world, that look, uh, the very central project key to the success of BRI has not done well. So China has to enter the equation at some point. In what way, uh, we don't know. Uh, Perhaps quietly, without making much uh, sort of fanfare about that. Uh, because China is also concerned uh, about Pakistan's negotiations with IMF. And IMF is not happy uh, with the prospect of China bailing out Pakistan because because IMF has its own complaints that Pakistan is perhaps using its loans to pay back uh, China. So I think some assistance will come in a way that it does not complicate Pakistan's relations with IMF. At the same time, it achieves China's objective as well as it helps Pakistan.
0: Right. Uh, Thank you so much for that. I think while we discussed the importance of China's contemporary influence on Pakistan, the other hindsight of that is uh, its relationship with America over the years. So recently, the new Prime Minister Shahbaz Sharif mentioned that the state cannot afford enmity with the US at all. Now, with the rising tensions between two global superpowers, China and the US, how will Pakistan look at balancing between uh, these two countries?
1: Yeah, good question. <coughs> China cannot fulfill all the needs of Pakistan, okay? Number one. And in fact, it, it it doesn't want also to fulfill all the needs, as I said, China doesn't want uh, this relationship to be become to sort of make Pakistan rely only on them. Uh, so there are certain needs which only United States can fulfill. United States has been uh, uh, to varying degree offering Pakistan economic, political, diplomatic support. The relationship has its ups and downs, but it remains a very important relationship. Now, the United States is the uh, biggest export destination for Pakistan. Uh, It also has a punitive power. It can create problems for Pakistan, like in this uh, FATF FATF, FATF, issue. It can also use India to coerce Pakistan, both for its achievement of India's objective and America's own objective. So, America both has a positive as well as a negative power towards Pakistan, which Pakistan cannot ignore. So, Pakistan needs both, and uh, frankly, just as China would like Pakistan to remain open to. United States, United States would also like Pakistan to remain open to China because both China and the United States, despite their geopolitical rivalry, has certain shared interests in Pakistan. Uh, there are two important shared interests. Uh, Pakistan to take action against its, the extremist and militant organizations in the region, which are not only a uh, source of concern and th- threat to s- U.S. and global security, but also to Pakistan's own stability. Then Afghanistan, because Afghanistan, a failing Afghanistan, a failed Afghanistan can become a sort of an arena where all these extremist militant organizations can. Now, United States alone cannot sort of deal with these organizations. It knows that China also has an equal interest in dealing in its opposition to them because they have an impact on China's western region. Uh, They promote terrorism, they promote secession, Uh, so the United States thinks that combined coordinated pressure both from China and the United States on Pakistan will act better than if it is just an American pressure. Because if it is an American pressure alone, Pakistani public also resists. It becomes an issue of nationalism. But if China also joins, maybe Pakistanis will feel that, yes, it is indeed in our own national interest. So I think it will be possible for Pakistan to maintain a balance between the two because uh, the problem of not being able to maintain balance arises when a country which is allied to two powers starts doing things with one power which is hostile to the other. As long as Pakistan does not use its relationship with China against American interests or uses its relationship with the United States against Chinese interests, both powers will be interested in letting or allowing Pakistan to maintain ties with both u s and china
0: i I think it 's very interesting uh, what you 've shared about Pakistan sort of looking at its own national interests while balancing shared interests from both America and China and sort of reorienting itself to be in the best position to make uh, either deals or trades etc and I think another important part of this conversation um, is Another cornerstone, you could say, of Pakistan foreign policy is its volatile relations with India. Like you've already mentioned, it's quite a nuanced thing, um, Pakistan's relationship with America and China. But with the history here and now with political changes happening within Pakistan, what do you think this means for Pakistan's relations with uh, India?
1: Well, I am sort of a supporter of friendly relations between India and Pakistan. The problem is uh, both countries have lacked political will to have good relations. Uh, Each country at one time or another found that perhaps uh, sort of unfriendly relations are better suited to them for domestic political reasons or even internationally. For example, in recent years, India has been sort of pursuing a policy of isolating, trying to isolate Pakistan, it feels that the benefit of uh, isolating Pakistan far outweigh any benefits of good relations with Pakistan. And Pakistan too has been finding it, at least domestically, from the point of view of domestic politics, difficult to sort of are not attractive enough to have good relations uh, with uh, India. So you can't blame uh, one side. And in fact, both of them have lived in this kind of environment, uh, this kind of mindset that India feels that, you know, what does it lose by uh, not having good relations with Pakistan? And Pakistan feels, what does it gain by having good relations with India? So this is not the right sort of environment. But things are changing a bit, I think uh, India is also realising that the policy of trying to isolate Pakistan has run its course. Uh, It cannot uh, – firstly, Pakistan has not really been isolated. Uh, It has suffered some setback, but that has uh, less to do with India's attempt, but Pakistan's own mistakes too. So Pakistan still has uh, good foreign policy and good relations and its value uh, is valued as a partner, ally. Uh, And Pakistan has also been lately feeling that maybe given its economic challenges, uh, it needs to chart a new course in its relations with India. It began in 2020, in February 2020, two sides signed... A ceasefire agreement on Kashmir. Later on, in two uh, Islamabad security dialogues, the Chief of Army, Bajbah, has been talking about uh, sort of uh, has been extending an olive branch to India, for example, and is saying that look, no, let's forget about the uh, past. Uh, Imran Khan's government was also initially on board, uh, but then I think perhaps because of its domestic weakness uh, or because of its own problems with the army, uh, it got cold feet. Uh, initially it was perhaps uh, expected that the two countries will start having trade, but uh, Imran Khan said, no, no, we won't have any trade till the uh, in India reverses its August 5, 2009 action on Kashmir. But the point is uh, Kashmir yes it sh- needs to be resolved but it will take time uh, for two countries i think important thing right now is to uh, find a way that Kashmir does not become an obstacle to uh, dialogue while with, with sort of not ignoring the dispute which uh, without, with the resu- which has to be resolved without the resolution to two countries cannot move on; they cannot let it uh, freeze the present uh, sort of uh, lack of contact between the two. So I think this kind of thinking, perhaps, perhaps emerging, there are back-channel contacts going on. I'm told. Uh, yes, in the past, the Nawaz government has been more keen to have friendly relations, but the problem is, it's a kind of a temporary government, and it has. Uh, more sensitivity to domestic politics because elections are coming up. So right now the government is in a kind of a conflict whether to go ahead or not, but it does feel that the relationship should be uh, sort of normalized, at least to the point that perhaps two countries can start uh, trading with each other up to that point. In a way, limited normalization. I remain hopeful. Let's see what happens.
0: Uh, as you've noted, with you know emerging changes with Pakistan's relationship with India, another country that Pakistan has shared a lot of history with is Afghanistan. And as you've mentioned before, about Field Afghanistan or Afghanistan affecting Pakistan's foreign policy. Uh, another crucial component for Pakistan today is its border relations with Afghanistan. And now with Kabul's growing political instability under the Taliban's rule, how is Pakistan looking to deal with the security dilemma that Afghanistan presents?
1: Uh, it's a, in many ways. I find it. It is becoming a more complex issue than India-Pakistan relations. Uh, India-Pakistan relations, at least, is a kind of a standstill situation. Neither countries engage any sort of openly hostile action against uh, the other. Uh, Of course, there are allegations of uh, sort of internal interference, but that's a separate issue. Uh, As far as Afghanistan is concerned, uh, it's a troubled country which has caused a lot of trouble in the neighborhood. Primarily, it's the fault of the Afghans, uh, but it also, to a large extent, is the fault of the United States, how it related to Afghanistan twice, both times leaving behind uh, a more serious crisis than the one that it went to uh, resolve. Uh, in fact, There is a famous saying by Henry Kissinger that the United States has a knack of solving one crisis by creating another. So America's Afghanistan war has ended, but Afghanistan has not seen peace. And the Taliban have come to power. They have neither brought peace to Afghanistan nor have fulfilled Pakistan's expectations that perhaps it will lead to better relations with Afghanistan. So, in fact, Afghanistan of this time, in some ways, is weaker than the one last time. The one that last time was kind of isolated, nobody outside cared much uh, about them, but this time they're in a weaker position, so they are not taking strong action against these militant organizations, inter- trans transnational or- terrorist organizations like IS Khorasan or even Pakistani Tariq Taliban TTP. And that is emboldening them, emboldening them to use Afghan soil to sort of act against Pakistan. So Pakistan showed considerable patience for a long time, but then it didn't work, so Pakistan had to use military action against them. Now, with hopefully, with the help of the Taliban, Pakistan is going to enter into talks again with the TTP. Let's hope that it leads to some resolution of the problem, but these it's very hard to have, conversa- have con- negotiations with the insurgent sort of outfits, or terrorist outfits, because the objectives are so different. So let's see something positive comes out of that. Other than that, if that doesn't work, Pakistan will have no option but to come back to military action like it did a few months ago.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your insights today, Prof Hussain. It was a very insightful discussion and we shone light on some of the important nuances in Pakistan's foreign policy. You were listening to South Asia Chat. If you'd like to hear more from Prof Hussain, do join us at the ISIS seminar on 8th of June, where he'll be talking about US-Pakistan relations. You can get updates on our website, isis.nus.edu.sg, or from social media. We are on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you.
1: Thank you.